The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. To the house, This is unbelievable. Welcome to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson and Barton Simmons. It's your call for the best college football coverage. From National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between, CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. We've got a lot in store for you today. 12 rounds of skill position drafting. We heard great response after we built out our quarterback rooms for Barton A&M, Fernelli Tech, and CPU. And now it's time, and we've appreciated you know, all of the interest from all the listeners who are you know, trying to decide between these programs, but now it's time to have some, some running backs to hand the ball off to, some wide receivers and tight ends to catch the passes, and, uh, and we'll see uh, the different ways that these coaches and the leaders of these three respective programs want to build out their rosters around those quarterback rooms. Uh, gentlemen, before we dive into this, uh, this very fun exercise, how are we doing on this Monday afternoon? I'm good. I, I'm sweating. Is it is a it nice and sticky Chicago heat right now? No, a bet. Sweating uh, a bet. Oh, <laughs> I should, Tom, should know. Tom's draws. Yep. What's Crystal the, Palace and Burnley? What's no the, score. No score. Fifty six minutes in. So it's zero zero. That means that we are on a path to winning. Uh huh. I would just. I'd be happy if these two teams just passed the ball back and forth for another forty minutes or so. Barton, a draw, uh, a draw play in a soccer match is fantastic. A draw play, like you can. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, like you bet the draw. Yes. Yeah. Uh, There's nothing uh, like betting on a tie. <laughs> you're betting on a tie, and you're getting like normally two to one payout. It's. I mean, that's that is a way to make a tie at least satisfact, like satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, what the like, what the hell? But yeah, I could I, I could see that as a, you know, then you can sort of take take a couple sides you know if you got a team in the in the bet or in the just favorite you got your favorite you're rooting for them to win pick the draw yeah then you got two wins out of it and you're also never really out of it you know teams up one nothing two one that means that you could always see the other team uh as they're as as they're panicking like one team the team that's ahead by one goal is normally going to kind of shut it down but the other team's going to get real aggressive really your only weakness is by getting so aggressive you give up the quick counter and then all of a sudden you're down 3-1 and your draw is toast but there's a lot of ways to be able to get that late extra time goal from the team that was down one to be able to get you that draw yeah i'm after i haven't worked i haven't found my way into the soccer football um <laughs> Uh, TV viewing yet? So oh, wow, it's on like every day, man. I know. Maybe so I need amazing. to do that. I, I I found though, like I while I, my wife and I still will throw TV on or a show on before bed from time to time. Or in fact, a lot of nights, the background TV watching is is totally gone because there's nothing really live that I'm interested in. Right. And usually there's a basketball game or a football game or a or or just I don't know current events that are on that I'm interested in now it's just there's really nothing to watch. You're not watching the uh, the floor is lava. 
I have watched that. Okay. Watched Wait, that. what? Yeah, it's the game that you remember playing as a child brought to life. Yeah, that's been good. That's 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 created some activities yeah. for the kids for sure. Wait, so it's the floor is lava? Did you ever play that game as a child where you pretend that the floor is lava and you're just jumping nah. from the couch to the table and doing anything you can to not be to to be the last one that has not yet touched the floor? Not as a child, but there was a time in my early 20s where I played that game because under the influence of maybe some illicit substances, I thought that the floor was lava. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's getting, getting real. Uh, wow. Well, so, yeah. The, the, yeah, that's, that's the only show on Netflix that is yet to be fully watched by my kids. They've watched every, every single other show that Netflix rep- presents to us. You know what I've been binging on Netflix? What? The uh it's it's F- Formula 1 Drive to Survive. Yeah, I, I was tempted by that. I can't quite get my wife on board. But And what's crazy is that the Formula 1 season starts this weekend. So, after watching that on Netflix, I I think that uh might be watching myself some Formula 1 this weekend. I got to get in on that. I'm glad to hear somebody else make that recommendation. I've got a I've got a friend who was selling me on that about two weeks ago. So I'm, I'm like, a, I need, uh, it's like the parliamentary procedures. I need to hear a second before I'll move the motion <laughs> onto the next stage. So you've given me uh you've given me enough motivation. I'll have to add it to the list uh, for oh, sure. Speaking of loud cars, apologies. If it happens, it's not happening right now, but there has been this car parked on the street outside the house for like three days now. And the alarm just goes off intermittently. So if you're listening and you happen to happen to own like a brown maroonish Acura MDX and you're parked uh, in a neighborhood in northern Chicago, could you like move your car? <laughs> well, A, it could be a listener because listeners have claimed both A, that they have seen you walking your dog and B, uh, I, I think we've had multiple Chicago listeners who've, who've gotten all in and just sort of creepily watch you uh, or deliver sandwiches to you. So... You know, if, if it's them, then yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. Before we get into this draft, I want to remind everybody that baseball is set to return uh, July 23rd, to be specific, and that means it's time to draft or redraft if you already drafted back in March. So over the next two weeks, Scott White, Chris Towers, and Frank Stample are previewing each position for fantasy baseball, letting you know who to draft, who to avoid, sleepers, bus, and much more. They're also taking your questions for Friday Mailbags where they answer anything that anything that you might want to know regarding this shortened season. Once again, that is the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Next two weeks, position previews, all getting ready uh, for your drafts and your redrafts for when baseball is set to return. Fantasy Baseball Today, download it wherever you get your podcasts. So the the quarterbacks were drafted a few weeks ago. You know, there was a, a, a lot of good feedback, a lot of questions, and and I, I I couldn't help myself but think that these these quarterbacks need some need some players to be able to share the ball with. We got to be able to get our offenses going. So we are going to do 12 rounds of skill position player drafts. There is no limitation and no requirement in terms of how many of a wide receiver, a running back, or a tight end that you draft, but these are going to be the positions that we're looking at. And uh, and Barton A&M, you are going to be the first one on the clock. All right. Happy to do it. Um, I, I, I'm glad I'm number one. Because I, I tweeted out a little 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 uh, sneak peek at my at my war room, and it wasn't in fact the smoke screen. It was in fact the actual board. My number one pick, my number one seed of all the skill positions in all of college football, Jamar Chase, LSU mm-hmm. wide receiver, lock it up. Um, he he is the best non quarterback in college football. Awful pick. Just absolute horrible. Terrible. Is, Don't know what you're doing. Is there like is he gonna be able to shine with your quarterback room? Like do you you feel like he's he's joining in uh with a group that's gonna be able to to let him live like he did with Joe Burrow? 
I mean, my quarterback's Trey Lance. Uh, Trey, yeah, I don't have any. I, do, what what would be my concern that the Trey Lance can't get Evan uh, Jamar Chase the ball? No, he's he's we we're good, we're good. That dude's um, and he can operate in any offense in any system with any quarterback. He's a deep threat. He's a he's a route runner. He's a powerful kit guy. He's fast. He is uh he's a top five pick in the NFL draft next year. Yeah, no a no nonsense pick. Not overthinking it. Jamar Chase, no. wide receiver. All right, for Nelly Tech. Well, he took the number one player on my board, so I have to go with, I guess, the number two player on my board. This isn't really direct, the overall direction that I'll be going with my offense, but I'm going to start with my running back. I'm taking the best running back in the country. I'm taking Travis Etienne. Mm, he turns down Chuba Hubbard. He takes Travis Etienne. Good. Uh, he's very multiple. Great at catching mm-hmm. passes out of the backfield. Why do you say that? Oh, go ahead. I think him and Justin Fields are going to pair very well in my backfield. Mm, that does sound good. All right. My uh, my first pick, my, my first round pick is going to be Rondale Moore from Purdue. Wow. Yeah. That's a. I thought he would fall to me in the next round. And my the first pick of the second round is freshman tight end Eric Gilbert from LSU. Oh, now there and okay. So you just broke both of our hearts. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I, I Oh man, I was really hoping to get Eric Eric Gilbert. I, to to give you a little insight into my my board. Eric Gilbert is my is the number one tight end on my board as well. Yeah. Um so And I reached because it. I knew it wasn't going to get through two picks. With Barton A&M on the other side, I just knew I had no chance. I said, you're going to be a little bit too high, uh, but maybe not. I mean, he is, he is as unproven um, as, you know, I've got so, – uh, I'm not going to tease my board, but there are several freshmen. I mean, we're trying to build out not only for 2020 and beyond, but uh, Eric Gilbert, I, I'm betting on him being the real deal and living up to that five-star, top five, top ten kind of caliber – rating that 24 seven sports and many others had for him coming out of high school. Well, and look, you're, we're the, the exercise here is not, this isn't a fantasy football team. This is a, this is a, a we're the exercise is to build a real room for a real team. And in Eric Gilbert, you get a tight end for three more years. Yeah. Um, so he might be, I, I think he'll be one of the best tight ends in the country this year. Um, and if he is, then you got the best tight end in the country for three years. If he's just okay, I mean, he'll he'll be good, but if he's if he's just good instead of elite, then you got two more years of development in him as well. So uh, that it, I, I like the pick for sure. All right, back to you for Nelly Tech. Still a little upset about the Rondale Moore pick. Uh, all right, so where do I want to go here? You took. I was hoping Rondale was going to fall to me too. I had Eric Gilbert as the top tight end on my board, but I wasn't going to go for him this early. But yeah, I think Barton was definitely going to take him. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I need a game breaker on offense, and I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Stings, yeah. Stings, yeah. I was I was torn between him and Devonta Smith, and maybe oh, I don't want to give the rest of my board away, but I just feel like I mean that's he's not he's not your typical number one receiver that you think of, but he's the dude that anytime he touches the ball, which is what I was interested in with Rondell Moore, he's a threat to score as soon as you put the ball in his hands. And I feel like if I'm doing some RPOs and I've got Justin Fields and Travis Etienne and then Jalen Waddle out there, that is a pretty deadly trio. Just defensive coordinators pulling their hair out. Which way mm-hmm. do we go? How are we how are we gonna defend this? Yeah. I, I like I like Jalen Waddle a lot. He is um he's my highest graded slot in the country over Rondell Moore. Uh so uh, I'm with you. Is it my pick? Yep. All right, so I'm going I'm going Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Um he and then for my I it's, I I get the turn too, right? Yep. And then I'm gonna go Pat Fryermuth for my <sighs> other pick. So the way I see it now, I have, in my opinion, the two best wide receivers in the country in Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. Uh, and I have the best 
or or the most complete, arguably the best tight end in the country. Now, again, Eric Gilbert, you get three years with them. Pat Fryermuth, you get one. Uh, but I feel good about my room. Fryermuth being the tight end at Penn State, he can block, he can catch, he can. You know, it's going to be actually really interesting to see what Penn State does because that's the strength of their offense is the run game and the tight ends. And, the you know, uh, Soraka comes from an offense where it's been really about the receivers. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will feature Fryermuth in a, in a very prominent way. So I'm, I am very excited. Uh, I got three of my five highest graded players overall in my first three picks. So I'm, I'm pumped. Now, I believe that... Uh, you might have an extra year of Fryer Firemuth if you can convince him to stay for another season. Has an additional year of eligibility. He yes. does, as does Jamar Chase. But if, he could have left this year as a, as a redshirt sophomore. He could have left. Right. Uh, no, Chase. Uh, and you're right, Chase. But Chase is gone. He's going right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Devonta Smith, true senior. Uh, that he is for sure gone. And then depending on uh, you know, depending on what kind of culture y'all are building, maybe he wants to come back. All right, Tom. All right, so since Devontae just got taken, Jaylen, I've got Jalen Waddle. I feel like I need a guy who is a deep threat, but also you know gives me gives me a little bit more size, somebody that I could I could take advantage of in that aspect. So I'm going with a guy who averaged nearly 20 yards reception last year as a sophomore, had nine touchdowns, nearly 1,200 yards. Out of Florida State, I'm taking Tamori on Terry. Mm. Wow, interesting. So that's the that's the next receiver up on your board, huh? Not overall talent wise, but for what I need, yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, sources close to uh, the program indicate that CPU had Tamarion Terry as a ninth round grade for this draft. Well, take him off the board. <laughs> Tamarion Taylor. Tamarion Terry was didn't did not make the board for BAMU. Yeah, well, bam, you can't even screenshot its computer screen. So what do they know? <laughs> We're old school draft nicks. Did you know that last year, Tamori Terry averaged 10.2 yards after the catch per reception? He's a monster. You may be right. Yeah, he's, he's a He's beast. one of these guys. Like, there's a lot of these that there's, to me, there's a lot of receivers that are like, not that it's not as hard for me to tell them apart, but it's, uh, I could have, I could substitute one for the other. And he's right there in the mix there, and he might be better than all of them uh, in terms of just like the big outside guy. But um, I just didn't. He didn't happen to make my board. I've got uh, a chance to really strike a blow to the heart of some of my competitors here in the conference. But I'm gonna stay away from being petty and just stick to my board. Uh, my third round pick will be Kyle Pitts, the sophomore mm. tight end out of Florida. And then my fourth round pick will be Rashad Bateman, the junior wide receiver out of Minnesota. So are you going double tight end? You got it. Oh, shit. You're going to draft a fullback too? I Well, listen, I got some, I got some options with my offense. Uh, yeah, I'm, I like where I'm at. I've, you know, right now we're sitting on two wide receivers, you know, two tight ends. I like the the depth that's still on the board at running back. A couple players that I think that even as it swings back, I can I can add something to the group. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling all right. I would 100% have taken Kyle Pitts if it had, if he had fallen to me on my next pick. I I I'm I love that pick. All right, Tom. All right. Well, I've got my X. I've got my Z. Got my running back. I need my Y. Right. So for my slot. I'm taking a guy. I mentioned that Tamari Terry averaged 10.2 yards after the catch per reception last year. In the slot, I'm taking a guy who averaged 10.6 yards after the catch per reception last season. Out of Louisville, the 2-2 at well. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. That is a good pick. Uh, that That's like to me. Yeah, it's it's Jalen Waddle, it's Rondell Moore, it's Tutu Atwell. That's why, like, you were all upset about Rondell Moore, and I get it. I mean, he's a stud, but um, I th- those three guys are borderline. Um, uh, you can you can trade any one of them out for uh, the other, and I'll take it. I, I I love all three of those guys. All right, Barton. Uh, all right, 
now we got a few few decisions to make here. Um, so I think I'm going to go for my next pick with okay. Let's go. Let's go, Michael Mayer. He's a five-star tight end. God, all my tight ends are gone already. <laughs> I did not think we would be this deep into tight ends so quickly. He's a true freshman <laughs> heading to Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Have you picked a tight end yet? No, no. he hasn't. Oh, my God, man. This, after, is a, this is embarrassing. Here's my thought. After after Chip took Gilbert, and then you took Fryermuth, and then Chip took Pitts, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I don't have to take my tight end for a while because surely those are all the tight ends that are going to be taken now. No, this is uh, – yeah, I'm, I, I am uh, – I lo- – Here's, you know, when I get my head coaching job, when I leave CBS for uh, for my head coaching gig, you have a little bit of insight into how I'm going to build my roster. I, I want versatility at the tight end position. Ideally, I'd like to get a little bit, you know, Kyle Pitts is the perfect compliment for Pat Fryermuth because he, Kyle Pitts is almost like a hybrid, like, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call He's him. He's a basketball Move player. Guy. He's 6'5", yeah. 256 pounds, incredible athleticism. Yeah. And so, uh, and then you know he splits out and just plays X for Florida half the time. So Michael Mayer again, I got my my, my veteran now. I got my true freshman. He's the next great one for Notre Dame. Um, so I am uh, I'm excited about that one. Um, and I'm back on the clock, right? Yep. You are. I'll take another tight end off my board. <laughs> um, let's go with Brevin Jordan. Mm, tight end for another Miami. Another tight end. For real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, why not? Because look, now I have three of my top six tight ends, three of my top uh, five tight ends. I've got, I, and, and I can, and, and, and Brevin Jordan, you got one that is sort of the skill set of Kyle Pitts in terms of his ability to, to be a pass catch guy, a mismatch in the past game. Michael Merrick can kind of do both as a young guy who's coming up in the game. Pat Fryermuth is my inline guy. Uh, I I kind of love the way this is coming together. Tom, I'm I'm going up against two Stanford's here. Yeah. Guess that means I'm going to have to spread it out a little more. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Well, I've got my three starters for 2020. At receiver, but I need somebody who's going to be, you know, waiting in the wing, somebody who could dominate as a sophomore, maybe, you know, redshirt. They'll probably get some time this year, but maybe they'll redshirt. We'll see. I'm taking Julian Fleming, the wide receiver, a five star recruit mm. committed to Ohio State in the 2020 class. Yeah. He's, he is the, among that group that came into Ohio State, he is probably the highest ceiling guy. So, especially if you're not asking him to start. He's, I mean, he's clearly, in my opinion, the best, the best freshman receiver in the country to take because he's the upside there is, is ridiculous. All right. Um, well, you know, I, I, first, I, first of all, I know that I'm only going to get one year out of him, but you know, I, I, I got to get Chuba Hubbard. It's the fifth round. I've got a round one through four grade on him. You know, we need a running back. Chuba Hubbard's going to be there. Now I get two more years out of my next pick. I teased that I felt like this would be uh, just bringing out some petty competitiveness, but on the recruiting trail or in the draft room, there's, you know, you you got to be out for blood. And I I just saw three straight tight ends come off the board. So I'm sorry, uh, Barton Simmons, but Buffalo's own Jarrett Patterson's coming home to CPU. Jarrett Patterson from the Buffalo <laughs> Bulls, uh, a junior running back, as my first pick of the sixth round. All right. Well, I may I may get you back down the road. We'll, we'll see. I may have something up my sleeve for you. Little, I'm a little worried about Chuba and Jared having to split carries. You might have some heads butting in that running back room. It, I hey, listen. There are two guys trying to improve their draft stock for 2020. This is uh this this is a an iron sharpens iron situation. Well, I uh, suppose when you're running the ball 50 times a game, you want to be able to spread it out a little. Right. Bit. <laughs> All right, Tom. Back to you. Huh. All right. Well, 
I'm going to take a, I've, I've got Travis Etienne with my first pick, but I mean, he's, he's only going to be around for another year. So I better have somebody waiting in the wings to replace him. I'm going to take Bijan Robinson, Texas mm. running back. Man, you're star. going young. All right. So I'm, yeah. All right. I'm with it. Well, you, That's I mean, strong. you, you in our quarterback draft really shook me with uh with the ability to flex the young people i had to up my game without a doubt stepping up into no this i mean draft. it's it's smart i just t- tom has now taken fresh true freshmen and back-to-back picks i was hoping those guys would I, I wanted those guys i was just hoping they would they'd be on the board a little later in the draft but um i like the picks listen this Who's offense up? is gonna be scoring 55 points a game for the next five years good luck <laughs> <me>. <laughs> all right barton you're up Okay, um, so let's see. My next pick, I'm going to go with <clears throat> George Pickens mm. at wide receiver uh, out of Georgia. That's a guy who is a true sophomore, so I got at least two more seasons with him. So I like that. And then I'm going to take another true sophomore here, and I understand this is probably – I don't even know if this guy would have been picked by you guys, but – I really like this pick in this spot because it gives me a lot of flexibility going George Pickens and then I'm going Wandale Robinson out of Nebraska. Yep, he was on my board. I'm drafting him as a flex guy, wide receiver, running back. If I need to use him as a running back, I will. If I need to use him as a slot wide receiver, I will. Um, But because of that flexibility, he was the the number four slot guy on my board. So, um, so. Lock, lock, lock Wandale up. Wandale Robinson optimism goes hand in hand with thinking that Nebraska is going to be successful. Uh, well, I'm not drafting him as a part of Nebraska. I'm drafting him as a part of a Barton A&M. Right. If you are opti- if you're optimistic about him on the field, though, this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I, and I like he was still the guy when you watched Nebraska last year. Like to me, that was the he was like their best player on offense. Um, and that was the guy like when they, when they would threaten and start to look like the old Nebraska or not the old, well, yeah, sure. The old Nebraska, but also the old UCF, like it was when the Wandale Robbins was making plays to me. So I I just like the guy's competitiveness. He's got juice. He's dynamic. Um, I, I, I love him. All right, Tom. Well, I've gone young the last two picks, but I'm going to, this guy's still got – he's got at least one year, maybe two. I doubt it, though. I mean, not at the rate he catches touchdowns because he caught, what, 12 of them last year? Uh, we're going to add a little more depth to that receiver room, boys. We're taking Chris Olave. All right. Second Ohio State receiver off the board. And uh, and just go ahead and get ready because we're going to make it a third because <laughs> I'm taking – I wonder what my guy was coming off. I'm taking Garrett Wilson, the sophomore wide receiver from Ohio State. Yeah. The CPU takes Garrett Wilson <laughs> from the Ohio State University. And coming up on the other side, the rest of our draft plus post-draft breakdowns of what the rosters are looking like for Barton A&M, Fernelli Tech, and CPU next. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Before we get back with the first pick of the eighth round of the skill position draft here on the Cover 3 podcast, I uh, want to give you a heads up. We've got some big-time football recruiting commitments, CBS Sports HQ, wall-to-wall coverage. Uh, Tony Grimes will be announcing his commitment Tuesday at 4 p.m. Dallas Turner, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Uh, we'll be doing some Tony Grimes reaction podcast here on the Cover 3 podcast afterwards. And Barton, I assume that you are very involved in the CBS Sports HQ coverage and reaction to this as well. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be poking in there. You'll see you'll see the old the the, the the luxurious flow as it continues to grow in the quarantine era. era. Uh, I'll be piping in on what what a couple of those commitments mean and, and that kind of stuff. All right, my first pick of the eighth round. Uh, actually, let's let's do a quick recap. We are we're seven picks in. Barton A and M has. Uh, Jamar Chase at wide receiver, Devonta Smith at wide receiver, Pat Fryermuth at tight end, Michael Mayer at tight end, freshman at Notre Dame, Brevin Jordan from Miami at tight end, George Pickens, the sophomore wide receiver from Georgia, and Wandale Robinson, wide receiver from Nebraska. That is one, two, three, four wide receivers and three tight ends. Fernelli Tech. Sitting on Travis Etienne at running back, Jalen Waddle at wide receiver, Tamari Ontario at wide receiver, Tutu Atwell at wide receiver, Julian Fleming at wide receiver, freshman at Ohio State, Tutu Atwell from Louisville, by the way, Bijan Robinson, the freshman running back at Texas, and Chris Alave, the Ohio State wide receiver. That is one, two, three, four, five wide receivers, two running backs. CPU. Currently, Rondale Moore, wide receiver, Eric Gilbert, the freshman tight end from LSU, Kyle Pitts, the tight end, sophomore tight end from Florida, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota, Chuba Hubbard, Oklahoma State running back, Jarrett Patterson, Buffalo running back, and Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State wide receiver. My first pick of the eighth round is going to be, and, you know, strange with a his teammate with somebody from his own position room still on the board. I've got to focus on the future. I'll be taking red shirt freshman running back Trey Sanders from Alabama. That's, a, that's an interesting pick. He didn't even, I, I kind of forgot about him. I kind of like that. Uh, that's resourceful. T- tip of the cap to the scouting department there. <laughs> the only he was, he was on my board. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good pick. He was uh, of the of the young running backs. He was next on my board. He injured his foot prior to the 2019 season, and I feel like that injury amidst all of the other injuries that Alabama had at the time, like that was a right around the same kind of time where Dylan Moses went down with his injury. It. And, you know, with Najee Harris already there, I don't think that I gave it as much, you know, lip service maybe in commentary just because I figured that it wasn't damaging. I mean, the Alabama running back room is deep, but as I dug in on Alabama a little bit over the last couple of weeks, I, you know, saw some saw some reporting and some indications that, hey, man, this the former five-star that, uh, that was, what, probably a top 10 player in the class, Barton? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, in, in that range. Yep. Yeah, I I think that he could uh, he could be the real deal. So we want to bring him in, and we want to make sure that with a senior Chuba Hubbard and with a junior Jarrett Patterson, that we've got a, a running back for the future. So we will bring in Trey Sanders. Uh, I like it. Kind of funny that Trey Sanders went before Najee Harris. Najee Harris hasn't gone yet. I know. Well, there you go. I mean, it's val- the value of having him for at least two more years versus Najee. You only get him for one. Uh, they're probably, uh, they're, they're fairly similar probably in terms of their skill set. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's, uh, that, that, you know, Najee just sort of seems like the guy everyone likes, but no one's, no no one's falls in love with him. Do you think that's because of his role in that offense? Just that when you had Tua and, you know, Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith and Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddle, that it was just 
it, it, there were too many other fun options. Like every, everybody loves to play Madden and run four wide receivers out of the shotgun. And that's exactly what Alabama did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, he was just the, he was a screen pass guy and then he would right. crush it with the screen pass and, you know, run them in for touchdowns and big gains. But, uh, yeah, when you're used to, when you're used to watching the motorcycle, uh, the, the dirt bike, Jalen Waddle, and then the, uh, the, all those other receivers, it's just not it's not as breathtaking to watch the, the, the big guy like Najee Harris. All right, Tom, back to you. Well, I, value-wise, I think Najee Harris would be a good pick here. It's just, again, he's only got one year left. I've already got Travis Etienne, so why am I going to have those two guys on my roster both fighting for carries? So instead, I'll take another young back. I'll take Demarcus Bowman. Mm. Man, just, just loading up with freshmen. Five-star freshman running back out of Clemson, Demarcus Bowman. Yeah, I've got Etienne and Etienne's replacement. <laughs> he's basically, yeah, he's like Etienne's, Etienne Jr. He's, mm-hmm. He is, uh, if, you're, if you have not seen Demarcus Bowman, that's going to be the skill set he'll bring. All right, uh, back to you, Barton. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the running back position. Get get on the board there, even though Wondell Robinson allows me a little bit of f- versatility. I'm going to go Kenneth Gainwell mm. out of Memphis. Good pick. Was that going to be... I, I didn't have a good feel for when he was going to go off the board. Was that a, a strong likelihood for either of you guys? He's the next sophomore that I've got up. He's a redshirt sophomore, and I think that given his explosion as a freshman last year... And the eligibility that he has remaining, he is a he is a very good pick. He's next up in line for that, of course. Yeah, he was on the board. Um, all right. If, uh, next up, you know, I, I think I'm gonna go. I am. I'm gonna go with uh, Brees Hall. He is out of Iowa State. Yep. He's he was a true freshman last year, and the thing I like about Brees Hall is. He is, he's a big back, um, not a, not like a jumbo back, but he has size. He can he can be like an every down back, but he's also a really good pass catcher. And so I think uh, when I just look at all the receivers out there, I think there's there's a lot of good options. And so instead, I'm just going to roll with a guy that I think is pretty unique in the skill set. And like you said, with Kenneth Gainwell potentially bouncing on me after one year. I know I got at least Brees Hall to hang with me for for two. So you've got right now you've you've addressed the running back position in the eighth and ninth round after just sticking to pass catchers uh, with four wide receivers and three tight ends. Barton A and M's offense really rounding into form. Fernelli Tech looks like they're still going to be running ten personnel uh, unless things change here near the end. Back to you, Tom. <laughs> Uh, not changing this round. No, in this round, we're taking one of the best names in the game, Charleston Rambo. Yeah. Oklahoma wide receiver. Mm hmm. Another player who was a monster after the catch. There's a theme with the receivers that we enjoy here at Fernelli Tech. We don't want guys who can just catch the ball, we want guys who can do things with the ball after they catch it. And man, pray for the secondaries that are going against us. All right. I gotta gotta understand, you know, we've we've only got we're here in the ninth round. We're starting to wind down. We gotta really look and, and understand whether I'm gonna be leaning towards, uh, you know, players that are gonna what they're gonna bring to uh, to the room. So for my last pick of the ninth round, I'm gonna go with uh, give me mm, yeah. I'm on Ross St. Brown, junior wide receiver out of USC. The USC wide receiver room is absolutely loaded, and while getting a junior does uh, does maybe make things a little bit difficult, you know, if he has a has a big year for us, then he could be off to the NFL. But you know, maybe, maybe he wants to stick around and play for CPU because, as we all know, at uh, CPU, it's not a four year decision. It's a 40 year decision. We really, <laughs> really value the educational experience uh, here on campus. And uh, 
And hey, I, uh, his brother, Equinemius St. Brown, didn't value the educational experience at Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. <laughs> he went early in the NFL draft. And so I hope you're offering up something that Notre Dame couldn't. Otherwise, the family uh, tradition is to go ahead and bounce. Counterpoint, Equinemius St. Brown played in the middle of a hurricane against NC State with Deshaun Kaiser, and I don't know anybody that would want to go back to that experience. (laughs) (laughs) Because the way to win in a hurricane is to throw. Uh, And... uh, All right, I'm going to save this. Uh, I'm going to go back to the wide receiver position. It's going to be another junior. Uh, I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall wide receiver out of LSU. Good pick. He had, you know, he was very, very unheralded in that offense last year because of, you know, Jamar Chase and Justin uh, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. So, but no, he had pretty big numbers for a third, for like a third option in the passing game. Big time red zone threat. Mm -hmm. All right. Back to you, Tom. All right. I'm going to take another young receiver. Another young Sooner receiver. I'm taking Jaden Hazelwood. Yeah, I like that one. I, was, I had him higher on my board than, than Charleston Rambo. I think Jaden Hazelwood's going to ball out this year. I think he has a breakout season. He was uh, a freshman last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any, uh, any like, I guess the way that that offense ran, it just became pretty clear early on that the strength was going to be the – the run game and sort of running everything through Hertz. Was there any indication as to why Hazelwood did or didn't have more of an impact beyond that? Well, CD lamb too, right? Cause it was like uh CD lamb. And then even Charleston Rambo, the second leading wide receiver was way, way down in terms of number of receptions. Where was Hazelwood? I yeah, his numbers. I mean, he, he messed around and got in there. I mean, he got, yeah, he, uh, let me check it. I could find it real quick here. Um, he and Trajan Bridges, uh, was the other freshman that we'll get. I mean, they, it was still a, I know CD lamb was ultimately sort of this, their go-to guy, but so it's 62 catches for 1300, 1,327 yards for CD lamb, then 43 catches for 743 yards for Charleston Rambo. And then Jaden Hazelwood down there at 19, 19 catches for 272. Yeah. And one touchdown. Mm-hmm. A reception and a half per game. Well, you know, he's going to get more chances at Fairly Tech. Maybe not this year, but, you know, that's that's pretty – you look at our depth chart, you know. Build, it's a pretty build, stacked depth chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, build, you still, are you still yet to draft a tight end? Correct. I'm sort of tempted to just start just, like, cleaning out the tight ends. Go for it. I don't care. <laughs> 20 personnel. They could be doing nothing but blocking in my scheme at this rate. <laughs> I'll just put an extra tackle out there. Um, not a bad idea. Who is uh who's up? You are Barton. All right. I here's what I here's what I need. I got Wandale Robinson as a slot, but I I I do want to add a little more speed to the mix here. Uh I'm gonna go with a true freshman. Uh Keishan Boutte, who is a true freshman headed to LSU monster speed guy, incredible athleticism. He can be a jet sweep guy. He can be a bubble screen guy. He can, but he's a pretty good route runner as well. Uh, We won't need him to be a starter as a true freshman, but he's going to push George Pickens and Wandale Robinson, and he's going to find a way to get on the field. So uh, give me Keishon Boutte. He was Uh, on my board. I didn't have him on my board. That's a good call. I I just didn't. I don't have the good the scouting report down on him yet. But as I was doing my research for the for the names, he definitely popped up there. But I mean, what it what is it, Barton? The the currency of the draft is information. That's an that's a Barton, draft is information. That's a Barton advantage right there. That's right. Uh, all right. So let's see. I got my starters. Now I just got to figure out what the rest of this this room looks like. Um, so, I tell you what, I'm gonna go with a guy. Uh, I got a couple guys in mind here. Um, let's go. Let's go. Traylon Burks. He's out of Arkansas. 
He played on a horrible team last year. But he was when you watched Arkansas, you noticed this guy as a true freshman. And the reason that that I that I went with them is because he brings some versatility. He's got juice. He's athletic. He returned punts for Arkansas, but he's like 225 pounds, and he is uh, so he he can sort of be a whatever you want him to be. He's a true outside receiver. He can be a slot. He can be sort of a, a situational tight end. Uh, again, he's got some some special teams value. You know, I kind of doubt he was he was one that y'all were going to be eager to snatch up, but here at Barton A and M, we we trust our eyes, and and uh, we want Traylon Burks part of this team. So as we are in the eleventh round, Tom Fernelli, Fernelli Tech has drafted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wide receivers and three running backs, no tight ends. The eleventh round, Fernelli Tech. Who are you taking? All right, fine. We'll take Charlie Kohler, the tight end out of Iowa State. Yeah. That's I thought about taking him just to take him off your just, just out to your clean pool. it out. That's fine. I yeah. got others. I'd have gone right down the board. Found me another tight end. Somebody's gonna catch me 12, 13 passes this year. That Iowa State, the great, great um tight end running back quarterback combo. One of the uh, one of the best in the in the Big Twelve, if you ask me. All right, final picks for CPU. Last pick of the eleventh, first pick of the twelfth. Um, there's there's some names left that I'm really excited about that are sophomores, but at this point, I'm really trying to to bring in the locker room. I'm looking for the leaders. These guys might not be, you know, the they might not be the the number ones. But they are going to be on our leadership council. And when we're holding our team meetings, these are going to be some of the biggest voices in the room. For the, my 11th round pick, I'm taking Kylan Hill, running back out of Mississippi State. And for my 12th round pick, I'm taking Sage Surratt, a junior out of Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kylan, yeah, both those guys were, were definitely on the board for me. Kylan. So what, who are your who are your running backs? Running backs are Chuba Hubbard, Jarrett Patterson, Trey Sanders, and Kylan Hill. Okay. All right. I can um, dig it. Yeah. So you got a few different yeah. you got a uh, you're you seem like you're pretty downhill. You seem like you're pretty physical. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I've you're, you're going to need to replace three running backs after this season. We, I mean, we might slowly, uh, you know, evolve a little bit. But again, with Eric Gilbert as a freshman and Kyle Pitts as a sophomore, you know, Trey Sanders right there in the uh, in the backfield. I, I like the future of the group. All right, all right, Tom. All right, well. I'm going to go homer pick here because I need a backup tight end. I'm going to take a former highly rated recruit who originally committed to Georgia, spent a year there before transferring back home to the University of Illinois. I'm going to take Luke Ford. You getting some good, some good uh, return, some some your your intel. Yeah, leading you believe this guy's going to be the real deal there. Uh, It's apparently there's a reason he was rated as highly by such astounding and wonderful recruiting sites as 24/7 Sports. That's good to know. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, that's a big dude. Yeah, he's a very large, athletic man, and I feel like I can mold that into something. Is Luke Ford like six seven, six eight? I think he's six six. Yeah. He might have grown in the last couple of years, but out of high school, he was six six two fifty. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, for Nelly Tech. Line it, just getting in there with the uh, with a, a pair of tight ends here in the eleventh and twelfth round, and uh, and Barton A and M, your uh, your final pick of the skill position draft. Uh, I'm gonna go. So my running backs right now, I I, I I picked Wondell Robinson with the idea that he would be sort of my third running back, but the way this is gone, I kind of I, I like for him to just stick in that wide receiver room. Uh, I got a redshirt sophomore running back in Kenneth Gainwell. I got a sophomore running back in Brees Hall. Give me a freshman running back in Georgia Tech's 
Jameer Gibbs. Mm. Dynamic, explosive, exciting, the back of the future. I feel uh, because I feel so good about the guys I picked elsewhere. I'm taking a running back where I might have been tempted to go even another tight end or or receiver. So give me uh give me Jameer Gibbs. All right, before we get into uh, some of the some of the post draft breakdowns and uh, some of the names that were left on our boards, um, you know, consideration, sort of the, the the mindset behind a lot of these selections. Let's review the way the skill positions are looking right now. Barton A and M with Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Pat Fryermuth, Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame, Brevin Jordan, tight end out of Miami, George Pickens, go dogs. <laughs> Uh, Wandale Robinson out of Nebraska, Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis, Brees Hall from Iowa State, uh, Kayshawn Boutte, the freshman wide receiver from LSU, Traylon Burks, and Jameer Gibbs running back out of Georgia Tech. Fernelli Tech got things started with Travis Etienne, top running back in the game. Followed that up with Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama, Tamarion Terry, wide receiver out of Florida State, Tutu Atwell wide receiver out of Louisville, Julian Fleming, the freshman from Ohio State, Bijan Robinson, the freshman running back from Texas, Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State, Demarcus Bowman, freshman running, just Clemson, Ohio State, Clemson, Ohio State. I mean, you're just a fiesta bowl over here. Uh, we recruit over here, kid. You you're, you are all, all right, Charleston Rambo, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, Jaden Hazelwood, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. The man has just drafted college football playoff participants. That's pretty much it. Charlie Kolar, uh, tight end from Iowa State, and Luke Ford, tight end from Illinois. The CPU, got it going with Rondale Moore out of Purdue. Eric Gilbert, freshman tight end from LSU. Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. Jarrett Patterson, running back from Cousin Jarrett Patterson, running back from Buffalo. Garrett Wilson. Why <laughs> did, he get a, did he get like a family scholarship? <laughs> yeah, so he did. That helps you save room for somebody else. Yes, yes, absolutely. Garrett Wilson, uh, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, sophomore. Trey Sanders, redshirt freshman running back out of Alabama. Amon Ross St. Brown from USC. Uh, Terrace Marshall from LSU. Kylan Hill from Mississippi State. And Sage Surratt from wake forest i like my squad how are we feeling oh i'm gonna run you fools i feel good there's just so many good players left on my board that i wish i could have picked okay so we have discussed uh Najee harris where and i had a round one through four grade on Najee harris but you know just a a player a lot of people like but you know hard to fall in love and tough decisions are made who are some of the other names that are – my next group is uh, a, sort of a group of sophomores. Uh, Javian Hawkins from Louisville, sophomore running back. Drake mm-hmm. London, the wide receiver from USC. I was torn between him and Amon Ross St. Brown there in the ninth round. Uh, I had a, a round five through eight grade on him. I also had round five through eight grades for Jerry and Ely, the sophomore running back from Ole Miss and Zamir Zeus White uh, from Georgia. My entire tight end board was drafted most before the third round. Yeah, you just got two tight ends, one injury, and you're just you're you're uh, you're in trouble. No, you know, you're, no, you're, we're you're not. real. You're gonna be real soft for all, of no. all the people to be a basketball and grass kind of guy. That is, uh, we'll go forty-one. A bit shocking. No, we're not forty-one. We'll just go. You know, Team. one one running back. And four receivers, four wide. We don't need a tight end. All right, Barton. How, who's who's left on your board? Uh, so I I really my last pick. I was tempted to go Jackson Smith and Jigba, that receiver. Get just another Ohio State wide receiver off the board. Yep. Uh, I was also tempted if I, like Warren Jackson at Colorado State was someone that I was kind of tempted to take, like this big six-foot-six outside guy. Uh, I really kind of wanted to surprise you guys with my my Dave Clawson Wake Forest pick with Donovan Green mm. as a, a redshirt freshman, or he'll be a redshirt – yeah, he'll be a redshirt freshman this year who balled out in the last four games last year as a redshirt. Um, 
Jake Ferguson, Brent Keithy, Jake Ferguson, Wisconsin, Brent Keithy at, at Utah, Baylor Cup, and Jaden Weidermeyer, both at A&M. Uh, and there's like a, you, I mean, there's all kinds of true freshman tight ends this year that I, I would have believed in. And then I liked Javion Hawkins, Journey Brown, Jerry Ely, and Max Borgie. All those guys were guys I would have uh, would have liked to found room for. I had let's I mean I, some running backs on my board I still had were Master Teague and Zamir White. Some of like the young incoming guys I had were Tank Bigsby, John Emery, Jace McClellan. Uh, receivers I had Jackson Smith and Jigba on there, but Raheem Jarrett, Demond Demis, uh, David Bell, and Deami Brown were a couple of veteran receivers that I had on my board. But I, I you know, I needed to go young to fill up after I was able to get all my starters early. So I was planning on taking them more in the mid to late as like a fourth or third receiver. But the way the draft went, I was able to get three guys really quickly, so they got left off altogether. So Chip, wait, let me see. Did you, did Chip? Do you only have you have three tight ends or two? Two. I'm the only person that values the big bodied athletes. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? I mean, Garrett Wilson's a big bodied athlete. I mean, he's not that. He's a he's no one's gonna mistake him for a tight end. Best he's not trip. gonna get in line and block anybody, but uh, you know, hey. So, you guys say that that's fine. As the game moves towards your spread nonsense, I'll be right here with my three tight end packages. Running your goal line offense at the twenty five <laughs> yard line. So uh I you know, Tylen Wallace, Oklahoma State wide receiver. I think that yeah, was an, another one that uh yeah. you know, he's a senior. You know, you're you're gonna be short he on that. The, he was like the highest graded player that I didn't draft, but he's a senior, and so you know, I took I valued youth in a few of those instances. Tulane running back Amare Jones. That was a name that I uh, that I sort of came across during my research and probably didn't spend as much time during last season singling him out. It was, you know, it's mostly just you know talking about Willie Fritz and, and Tulane. Tom's yeah, but Tulane had some fun dudes on that offense. Uh, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, Diami Brown from North Carolina, Seth Williams from Auburn was on mm-hmm. the was on you my ain't list. Catch me with an Auburn wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me some, give me some D lineman, give me another, give me a linebacker, DB, whatever you want. Throw them all my way, but hey, you can have your Auburn receivers. And then, uh, <laughs> then near the bottom of my draft board, not because they aren't great players, but a- another you know carefully calculated uh, decisions. Kennedy Brooks from Oklahoma, Puka Williams from Kansas, and Trey Sermon from Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. There, there's a lot of like really good players that are just like seniors or juniors that were left on the board simply because you know it's like yeah we're doing this for a. It's not for a 2020 fantasy league. It's for a long-term kind of, you know, roster. Yeah, that's why this is all subjective. We're gonna need we're gonna need the uh, the listeners to decide who wins this thing. I want I, it. I feel pretty confident I would blow you guys out of the water. No. No. <laughs> no. What your tight ends are gonna blow us out of the water? What five yards at a time? I have arguably the three best wide receivers in college football. <sighs> I mean, truly, George Pickens last year. In that offense, as a true freshman, and he didn't even start to start the season, put up like 800 yards. I have arguably the three best wide receivers in college football. And I will argue that your third is also kind of a knucklehead. He might get you a personal foul penalty every game. Bring it on, man. We're trying to play loose at BAMU. (laughs) (laughs) We, we, we We don't penalize personal fouls. Be you, man. (laughs) <laughs> all about player empowerment. That's always right. been uh, that's always been Barton Simmons' role. Uh, all right, so we will be tweeting out the uh, the results of this, and you can get at us at Cover Three Podcast at Barton Simmons at Tom Fernelli at Chip underscore Patterson. Let us know what you think about uh, about how things went as we continue to build out these programs. Barton A and M for Nelly Tech, the CPU. Uh, it was good work. We'll we'll let the we'll let the people and we will let the performance of our uh, of our squads decide how things are going moving forward. Uh, reminder: we will be back tomorrow Tuesday for a quick instant reaction podcast after Tony Grimes' commitment. 
We've also got uh, another regularly scheduled show planned for you on Thursday. Uh, as I mentioned, you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Pernelli. You can follow him at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Deserve. For humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. He is far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.